stop taking traditional advice. Um, just whatever the banker is saying or um, what the ad- average advice is, just scrap the average advice completely. It's, it's no longer a thing. Um, you know, $100,000 a year salary is now not even uh, a big deal anymore. Average homes are a million, 1.2 million. And so this whole concept of um, working, saving money, getting a down payment, eventually having a house, that whole thing just on one income alone is mathematically completely false now. Um, my advice is think creatively. Um, either um, invest in markets where you can uh, actually afford it. You know, get into the housing market. There are markets all over Canada. There are private investors, right? Obviously, um, there are property flippers. There's joint venture opportunities. There's a bunch of creative ways to create wealth now. You are listening to the Savvy Real Estate Investor Show, the podcast dedicated to empowering you to invest for your family's future. Listen in to learn about different strategies successful investors use to live their best lives. Whether you are starting out on your real estate wealth building journey or a seasoned investor looking for the next unfair advantage, this is the show for you. Each conversation will help you be more savvy when it comes to understanding how to leverage real estate to achieve your goals and live an extraordinary life. Your host is none other than seasoned investors and power couple, Jose and Khadija Jafferji, founders of the Savvy Real Estate Group, where we have been helping passive investors grow their wealth and getting them one step closer to financial freedom since 2008. Hey, fellow Savvy Real Estate Investors, we have Mo Rafi on the show today. Uh, now, Mo is the owner of a financial education company, and he's extremely passionate about teaching others about the Canadian credit system and how to help others get out of debt and increase their cash flow. Mo has experience working at various financial institutions, including TD, RBC, and CIBC, and offers a new perspective on the old views about financial money management. Yeah, we had a chance to talk a lot about why it is so important for people to understand how money works. Uh, We talked about how the world is becoming a tougher and tougher place and how, you know, those just starting out need to be ultra savvy with money in order to elevate their success. Especially with the rising cost of housing, people need to understand how they can leverage money, including taking on good debt and have that money work for them in some form. It was a great conversation about a topic that definitely needs to be discussed more. So here's Mo. Hey, Savvy Investors, we've got a special guest today, Mo Rafi. And he's, uh, you know, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, introduce your, uh, in your history and how you got into this banking industry. Jose and uh, Khadija, thank you so much for having me. Um, so my name is Mo Rafi. I am like the owner of Rafi Credit Consulting. I spent about like 12 years in the, in the banking industry. Um, I started off as a teller at Scotia and I worked at TD, RBC, CIBC. I kind of moved around in all the banking systems. Um, and then we eventually figured out these kind of loopholes and these, um, I guess, tricks of how to get certain approvals. And um, I mean, and then it turned into like a business. And now we just kind of consult and, and help people on um, how to use the bank's money to, uh, to make money. basically. Amazing. 
Yeah. So, I mean, I know your tagline is use the bank's money to make more money. Maybe you can expand on that whole concept. Yeah. So my whole, I feel like uh, you, you guys would probably agree with me that um, it's, it's too hard to save money now. Um, like, obviously, we just saw interest rates go up, uh, um, you know, just yesterday, gas prices, rent prices, everything is going up like crazy. Um, and so it's getting harder and harder to actually um, save money and make an extra cash flow and become wealthy. And so, like, similar to kind of like the Robert Kiyosaki type of philosophy of, um, you know, using OPM, other people's money and using leverage, that's the way to create wealth. That's how wealthy people uh, make their money. Um, and I think one thing that is very overlooked is your good credit scores. If you have a good credit score, you can make an extra thousand bucks a month, 2000 bucks a month. If not more, you can scale your real estate portfolios if you can use your credit score um, efficiently. Yeah. So, I mean, tell us about sort of who you work with, who's your ideal customer and, um, you know, wh where are they coming from? In terms of you know their financial background and and you know are they just starting out? So basically, we're working with um, um, I'd say millennials and Gen Z. So anyone between the ages of eighteen to let's say thirty eight ish. Um, uh, we have a lot of clients in Toronto, some in Vancouver, pretty much anywhere uh, in Canada. Um, if you're just starting out and um, you have an okay credit score. You don't even necessarily need to have too much in savings. It's just um, uh, if you have a good credit score and you're like a young Canadian, that's essentially uh, who, who, we, who we work with. Okay, amazing. And so, Mo, tell us, what, like, how did you develop this passion to help people in this specific niche? Uh, what, like, did you see, a, obviously, you saw a huge need in the market. Um, they were, you know, there was a lot of uh, room to help educate because uh, there's not too many people doing what you do. Yeah, man, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's been very, I don't know how I fell into this, but I just, I, I just fell into it, um, I guess, by accident. And I figured out that, hey, people don't know these things. People don't know how to, um, no one's going to tell you, hey, listen, you're going to go to RBC and get $50,000. Don't go to TD, but go to CIBC and get 40000 you're going to have all of this capital and now you can buy your first investment property as a flip or you can uh, go into private lending. Like no one figured this stuff out. And um, I guess I fell into it and I figured that that would be like my, my niche type thing. Um, and it's so, I guess, in demand because of how confused people are, especially the younger generation with the housing crisis and everything's a million bucks. So it is very appealing. To a lot of young people, they're like, okay, um, I have a good credit score. I have a bit of debt, but like I am making good money. What am I supposed to do? Right. So it's kind of uh, this kind of uh, need that we're filling. So that's that's kind of what's um, propelling this forward. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, talk to us a little bit about you're, 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 you're talking about young people. You're a pretty young guy yourself. Um, so uh, sort of walk us through um, maybe the pain points that led you here. Like what, what are people, what are you finding out there? Like what's, what's going on with the younger generation? Oh my God. It's, it's absolutely crazy. People are struggling. People are um, literally hand to mouth. If you are making $100,000 a year, $120,000 a year, you're still not making it. Like you're not okay. 
like rent is 2,500, 3,000 bucks a month. If you were um, fortunate enough to buy a property, at least you got in and now prices have skyrocketed. Uh, but unfortunately, if you're if you haven't bought a property yet, um, average home in Toronto is what 1.2 million now. Exactly. Um, it, it's like okay, so I have to save two hundred thousand dollars somehow, and it's gonna take me hmm, like twelve years to save up for a down payment. And by the time I even save up, prices will go up like crazy. So what am I even doing? And what's the plan? There is no plan. You know exactly. It's it's absolutely it's absolutely insane and. I think I, I have a strong passion for this. So anyone who is young between the ages of 18 or even people in university right now, they have no idea what they're, what type of world they're going to be going into. Um, people are distracted. I don't know um, uh, if, if you guys feel the same way. People are just kind of scrolling. They're, they're going through like these TikToks and just distracting themselves. Uh, but really, they're going to get out of university. They're going to get a job. And they will just work their entire lives with absolutely nothing to show for it. Um, it it's, it's really sad. And I feel like we should more people should be talking about this stuff to like raise the warning bells. Like, hey, you know, the younger generations are, are screwed. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? That's why I, I felt I compelled to have you on our show because you have a, a great message, especially for the younger generation. And, you know, the younger you start, the easier things get. And that discipline early on in your in your life goes a long way. And unfortunately, you know, we today live in a instant gratification society. So it is it's a, a very difficult to have that discipline early on. Yeah, no, absolutely. And um to make matters worse, we have the younger generation kind of <clears throat> they're kind of following traditional wisdom. Mm-hmm. Um, which is no longer even a thing. It's no longer working at all. Um, and I think it's 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 amazing that you guys are doing this podcast um, and people who are you know educating people to say, hey, look, this is what's actually happening versus relying on the traditional um, financial advisor. I mean, I used to be one for many years, and and I I hate on the I hate on their traditional advice because of how wrong it is. And that's another thing that people really find amusing. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Maybe tell us a little bit about that. What is, you know, what is these advisors n- n- not telling you? I man, I have such horror stories, and not only on myself but my clients. How um, when you work in the, let's say for example, you're an average person, you're gonna go to the bank, and hey, you know, the bank's gonna take care of my my needs, and uh, they're going to advise me in the right way um but let's be honest they are just going to push mediocre mutual funds okay um they are just going to um try to make the bank as much money as possible with a biased approach um they're not going to tell you about creative financing they're not going to tell you about um you know etfs and and how to take control of your own money um so the whole system is built on um you just giving your money to the bank and you paying as much taxes as possible to the government. Um, that's the that's the general kind of advice, and it's only going to get worse. The middle class will only get smaller. Um, I think it's crazy what's happening, and I think we need to like post way more stuff about this so people start to wake up. Yeah, and I guess that's the interesting thing, right? Like you you go back to that whole concept of traditional advice, and the traditional advice is go to school, 
go to post sec very expensive post-secondary education and then get a quote unquote high paying job. And, um, you know, maybe, maybe you, you, you can talk to us about this, like the people you're seeing who are, are working in, in whatever fields, like what, what's the average salary like out there? Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, so I'd say, uh, average salary is let's say, um, 70,000, uh, 90,000. So, I mean, we work with different age groups and things. Yes. Um, but, but the average person, uh, Khadija, what I would say is, um, let's say 80,000. Yeah. 85. Right. And I mean, if you compare that to like even a decade ago, right? Like it sounds like it's maybe a little bit higher than what it might have been, you know, 10 years ago, but still not anywhere close to being high enough to, um, you know, to, to compensate for the cost of living and the way things have changed over the last decade. Exactly. Like uh, you literally almost just read my mind. So Incomes were, are supposed to be um, your rent or cost of living um, should be about 30% of your income, if not like lower. Um, but in Toronto, we are approaching 50%. Right. So like you're working your butt off, but 50% of your income is like just rent, right. which is absolutely crazy. Yeah, no, for sure. It's funny you say that because even, uh, you know, we, we're in the rental business. And so we use similar types of ratios with rent income to, you know, uh, rent to income ratios. And uh, we're making more and more exceptions yeah. because it's it's just getting tougher and tougher to find people who are hitting that like 40% ratio or whatnot, right? Where um, the rents are just climbing and the incomes are just not increasing proportionally. So you're just... Uh, and again, some of them are good tenants. They do pay their rent, but you can see that it's it's obviously causing. Like you wonder, right? Like how much this is squeezing them. Yeah, it's so sad. It's like, oh my god. And uh, most people, uh, unfortunately, it's a sad truth that I find is people. Most people are are honest, good working, hardworking. Um, they're paying their taxes, and at the end of the day, they're just too exhausted to think about the, their future or, or the next five, 10 years, they're just kind of like, hey, let me just take it easy. And then life just gets ahead of them. And there's just no time to stop and say, hey, what are we doing? Where are we going? You know, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, you, you know what? Uh, that's exactly, that's, that's right. exactly the cycle. That's exactly the cycle. And so what, what advice would you give, you know, let's say a young person that, um, has been working for a little while. Maybe they're they're married. Just recently got married. What would your advice be? Um, you know, for someone starting out. I would say honestly, you guys, it's um, stop taking traditional advice. Um, just whatever the banker is saying, or um, what the ad average advice is. Just scrap the average advice completely. It's it's no longer a thing. Um, you know, a hundred thousand dollar a year salary is now not even uh, a big deal anymore. Average homes are a million, one point two million, and so this whole concept of um, working, saving money, getting a down payment, eventually having a house—that whole thing just on one income alone is mathematically completely false now. Um, my advice is think creatively. Um, either um, invest in markets where you can uh, actually afford it. You know, get into the housing market. There are markets all over Canada. There are private investors, right? Obviously, um, there are property flippers. There's joint venture opportunities. There's a bunch of creative ways to create wealth now. 
um, which you need to focus on, which will actually get you to where you want to go versus just sticking to the traditional kind of thing, because that'll just get you nowhere 100 percent. Yeah. So, I mean, tell us a little bit about how you got into this. Like, did you have sort of a aha moment? Did you have some mentors? Did you like, like what, what sort of led you to, uh, did you have a conventional upbringing and, and sort of where did it change for you? Yeah. I mean, I, I guess I just wasn't, um, I, I have a thing with, um, people call me this word, um, what's that word? Ir- irreverent. <laughs> I'm just, like when, when I was working at the branches, I would always just kind of question every single piece of advice. Um, and I and I'd look at the mutual funds um, and I'd look at the fees and my managers are telling me to sell these funds. And although I could do that, I'd just be like, well, this is there's cheaper things out there. Why am I selling something that um, isn't going to be you know helpful for, for this um, family? Right. So I guess what brought me into this was I kept questioning and questioning and then Eventually, I guess when you graduate after university, you just want you just want a job. Um, but then once I got the job, I didn't stay. I went to the other bank and I just kept flip flopping the different banks. And then I, an interesting side effect was I just figured out all of the similarities and differences. And then I just I tested it on myself. Right? Um, I got a bunch of line of credits at each bank: RBC, BMO, CIBC, Tangerine, Meridian. Um, and I, and I did a bunch of trial and error where I just kind of call the banks, say this and this. And then if the advisor doesn't give me what I want, I just kind of hang up, try again, hang up. And I just got like, it became a game for me <laughs> over the years. And then I just kind of got all this, um, these approvals and then I tested it on like my family. Um, and then I just did it through my, uh, like, I guess, uh, clients. And then we figured out a way to kind of, you know, the actual exact algorithm, I guess you would say. And I think it's tremendously helpful, especially for people who um, who want to get these approvals and they want to, you know, they want to get a lot of capital. Yeah. So tell us a little bit more about your business. So, um, you know, wh- what's your business structure like? Um, is it yourself? Do you have other staff? And and really, um, what what's your who who would come to you and for what different types of services? Do you guys do private lending? Um, is it more so just, um, you know, creative financing for people? Like what, what is it that you guys do? Yeah. So right now um, we have uh, two, I guess, credit coaches, you could call them, um, who we've trained. Um, and so it's myself, two of my credit coaches. There's a few realtors, mortgage brokers that we also um, work with. And basically people who have credit um, problems. So if you have a, a bad credit score, if you have collections or, um, you know, bad debts and things, <clears throat> we have a system to kind of um, repair your credit. That's one thing. Um, second thing I would say is people who are um, looking to buy their first property, but they're not, they're priced out of the market. That's thousands and thousands of people. So um, if you're priced out of the market, you're looking to maybe look at different areas. And the third thing would be private lending. So people who want to get access to, let's say, $100,000, $120,000, $150,000. And then you use that money for private lending. You can make a nice cash flow of, let's say, $800, $1,000 per month um, just in cash flow. Um, So those are the kind of uh, different programs and areas that we offer. Yeah, so basically your your strategy is to use the bank's money, which would be at a much lower rate, and invest that money and get much higher rates. So basically leveraging the bank's money to make more money. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, I would say like um, there's there's the option of, let's say, $100,000 unsecured at, let's say, 5%. Um, and so you lend it at 15, for example, or 12 or whatever the case may be. Um, so that's one scenario. The other scenario is um, you have a property. It probably went up by $100,000, $200,000. Get a HELOC, get a home equity line of credit, $100,000 at, let's say, 3% or 4%, whatever the rate is, and you can lend that out as well um, and make that make that difference. So you're able to generate an extra cash flow with the equity in your property. Yeah, amazing. And um, Mo, do you work with investors who are looking to get, um, you know, to, to grow their portfolios? We do have a few. Um, most people are looking for just a cash flow. So um, we do a lot of prom notes. Um, that type of thing, but uh, not so much in the in the flipping side. Um, but that is something we want to dive into. Um, it's just the cost of capital. Like we get people the capital, um, but there's an interest cost associated to it. So people are more geared towards the passive income versus uh, the the flipping. Right. right. Okay. And talk to us a little bit about the lending landscape right now. I mean, everybody wants to know what's happening out there. Um, what are what are the banks like? Or is it is it is it getting more and more challenging to get financing? Is it still something that you just more so have to know your way around? Uh, yeah. Are you talking about um, secured or unsecured? For maybe for both. Maybe for both. Yeah. Yeah. Like um, unsecured, it's it's very much based on your credit score and your bank um, seniority. So if you've been with a certain bank for a very long time and you have a good credit score. You can definitely still get a bunch of approvals. Um, that's what we're finding. Um, so, so correct me if I'm wrong. It's the score is more important than the income. Um, I would say they're both important, um, but uh, the credit score is is kind of the starting point. Okay. Um, it also depend. It also depends which bank you're talking about. Um, like we're having very good approvals unsecured through RBC. BMO, CIBC, um, Simply Financial. Um, we're having less approvals right now with TD, unsecured. Um, and uh, Scotia is okay. But again, it all depends on how, if they're a brand new client versus they've been with TD for 20 years. Right, right. Okay. Um, that's kind of the unsecured side. Um, but the secured side, I would say it depends on the. Um, mortgage broker uh which is which is kind of crazy right so if you have a broker who has the connections and they're funding a bunch of volume they're able to get certain exceptions on tds versus a random broker if he isn't able to get any exceptions right so it, it kind of depends on your connections and, and who you know yeah maybe it, for our listeners sake uh explain what tds is so uh tds is total debt servicing um, so traditionally, it would be, let's say, 40% um, is kind of the cutoff. But if you work with a mortgage broker who um, has a lot of deals flowing through to, to Scotia, for example, that mortgage broker can go ahead and get an exception of, let's say, um, the TDS, the limit's usually 40, but you can get it at 50%, depending on uh, the deal, obviously. Um, but uh, it depends on the on, on the broker and if you know how to... Um, if that broker knows how to negotiate um, properly. Right. 
Yeah, you know what? This is such a huge need, uh, especially right now in this moment. There's so millions of Canadians that have a ton of equity in their home that is underutilized. They could be making way more money from, you know, a sp- several hundred thousand dollars in equity uh, that they're sitting on, and instead of just, you know, that old traditional mindset that you talked about, uh, paying down your mortgage as fast as possible is not the not the right advice anymore. Yeah. So yeah, let's let's talk about that for a second. Like this whole concept of good debt and bad debt, right? And um, I think that m- many years ago there was no such conversation. It was just debt, and debt is bad, right? So you gotta relieve yourself of debt as soon as possible. Um, and, and you know, it's funny. I even remember growing up, and and people would say like, "Oh yeah, my mortgage is paid down. I'm a free I'm a free man, like or I'm a free woman." Like it was a big deal, right? And and not negating that it's not a big deal. I mean, it's a great accomplishment to, you know, own your home free and clear. But, um, you know, are you still finding that? you have to educate people and have that conversation around, are people still fearful of debt? hundred percent completely. It's a, it's the most weird thing. Cause it's like, um, people want to be mortgage free. Um, people want to get rid of the debt, but at the same time, uh, they also want to scale their portfolios and, and have 10 properties, right? It's, it's so, uh, convoluted and just confused. Um, so I do think, People absolutely need to like. We need to hammer people's um, like hit this home to to show people, hey, <clears throat> good debt is is the way forward now. Um, like I ask this to my clients all the time. I'm like, hey, listen, inflation is seven percent. Okay, the interest on your mortgage is three percent. Why would you ever pay off your mortgage? Exactly. You know, and that gets people thinking. It's that okay, you know, you technically you're right. So, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, and 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 the same concept that if you're not making more than seven percent on your money, you're essentially losing money if it's just sitting in your bank and not being invested. Yeah, yeah. It's um, if you have any extra dollars, why should you ever pay off your mortgage right now? Why would you do that? Yeah, you know. Yeah. So, so Mo, how do you actually spread your message? I mean, you don't have a conventional business. It's not like someone's Googling, like, you know, how do I leverage the bank's money to make money? Right. So uh, tell us about how, you know, how you've been able to, to attract people to you and how you've been able to sort of get your message out there. Yeah. So um, we're basically on Instagram. So it's uh, rafficredit.ca. And now on TikTok is absolutely insane. Um, so TikTok as well, Rafi Credit. Um, we just kind of post and people are very um, confused. They're very interested in, hey, there's a lot of debt. I'm not making enough money. I do have a good credit score. And so I, I feel like people kind of naturally gravitate towards um, our messaging because people do need that help. They're, they're desperately crying out for something. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of how we, how we get our name out there. Um, there was a big thing with Facebook and Instagram, like their um, ad policies with them um, because we're considered financial services. There's this huge thing with ads that has been a big kind of bottleneck in our business. So now that we've discovered TikTok, we can do it kind of naturally, like um, organically. So things are picking up like crazy, but mainly Instagram and uh, and TikTok. Interesting, yeah, TikTok. Uh, most people don't um, 
I, I think quite haven't gotten uh, with with the TikTok time. So that that's interesting to hear that um, TikTok is being used to, you know, promote financial messaging. I mean, that's pretty cool, right? <laughs> yeah. No. Totally. Totally. Yeah. So uh, tell us a little bit about sort of your um, your mentors and um, you know what wh- who how how do you keep yourself motivated and and what do you read? Yeah. Um, I mean, we, uh, we've done a few kind of courses. I think Jose, we, we, we did Stefan Arnio's course, obviously. Yeah. Um, and so, um, that type of stuff, um, think and grow rich. I really like, uh, think and grow rich. That's a big motivator for me. Um, uh, Robert Kiyosaki and, um, Patrick Bed David, like the, I don't know if you guys watch Valuetainment. Yes. Yeah. Uh, that stuff keeps me pumped up, keeps me motivated. Um, so all these kind of things, I just keep kind of listening to and, um, you know, working with like-minded people. Uh, I think that's what kind of keeps it going. And, um, I think the biggest thing that I find is, um, people are, are afraid of, of banks. People are afraid of governments and, and, and if you can kind of educate people on, um, you know, how the banks work, how governments work, how the tax code works. And all of these kind of systems that really help people who don't, you know, know any better. Uh, I think that's very fulfilling. It's very motivating because um, people need that help. And I think that's uh, very fulfilling. Well, amazing. Yeah, I know it's, uh, it's been, uh, I, I think that you're providing that, that financial education to a lot of people that need it um, and just helping them become better uh, f- advisors uh, to themselves yeah yeah better financial advocates for their own selves and their own families because ultimately and you know I, there's something to be said about doing it when you're younger right because like exactly what you said before is that the longer you work the more it becomes a cycle and I know it sounds kind of cliche, but like the older you get, the less energy you seem to have to want to endeavor into to new things. You almost kind of get into a comfort zone, right? Super much so. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting. Like we're not even, I don't know, I guess we're not like super old yet, but uh, we definitely notice that we don't have the energy to do the things that we used to do when we were in our early 20s. Yeah. You know, we in terms of just like the hustle, right? You, you sort of lose that hustle as you progress into your mid thirties and then your forties. So it, there's, there's something powerful about starting when you, you're younger and, and when you, you have less responsibilities, less financial responsibilities as well. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think people need to need to wake up. And I think um, uh, there's this kind of hope that people, um, people that kind of message or get in touch with me, uh, they kind of have like this hope of, Hey man, maybe, maybe you can help me. Um, so I think what you guys are doing also is very tremendously helpful, um, and people need to start, need to start early because otherwise, you know, I don't, I don't imagine housing crashing like crazy. Um, people say, yeah, there's going to be a crash, but I don't imagine, you know, the average home going below a million dollars ever again. Um, and so what are people going to do? So uh, yeah, definitely. I think people need to start early and uh, go from there. What would you, when you're talking to uh, the people that reach out to you, uh, what would you say is kind of one, a couple of the common themes that you hear from them? You know, is it something like, hey, I, I want to create X amount of income per month? Or is it, 
I want to get ahead in life. Like, what is, what is a couple of the common themes? I'm just curious to know. Man, I know I know exactly what to say to that. Okay, so um, there's people um, the the younger generation, unfortunately, is confused. They don't really know what they want. Um, they're they're more so associated with trying to look good. <laughs> Um, which is, you know, I suppose that's social media. Like, like look good as in look financial, like, yeah, yeah. Flexing. They're all about flexing on Instagram and, um, just kind of looking wealthy and, and looking like they're having a good time type of thing. Um, that's kind of the, the younger generation, unfortunately. They're too busy looking rich than actually being rich. Unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so that's that's one kind of uh, thing that I'm seeing a common theme. Uh, what I'm also seeing is that um, people are more so okay. So it's either, hey man, I want to buy a property. I want to buy a property, and then we go into the cash flow and things and say, okay, I can work a lot of magic and stuff. But you're gonna be, you know, negative cash flow of eight hundred dollars a month. You know, um, do you really want that? And then they say, okay, well, no. And then I say, listen, there are properties. You know, in in Saskatchewan, there are properties in Calgary. There are properties, you know, where you can partner with an investor, and that's what you'd be qualified for. And you know, and then people say, "Hmm, no, that makes sense." But let me see. So people are confused about buying property. They want to, but they don't know how to. Um, that's one aspect. The second aspect is people want passive income because it sounds sexy. <laughs> Uh, hmm, passive income. Yes, thousand dollars a month. That would be kind of cool. Um, that's that's the second one. The third one is I'd like to travel. I'd like to you know go and and experience fun locations and take Instagram pictures to impress my friends. <laughs> it's those three. You're so funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and you know what? Like the the thought that comes to my mind is it all kind of comes down to hey. Uh, they're not really looking to sacrifice anything uh, in return. Because, you know, when you mention, hey, you can go buy a property in Saskatchewan or Alberta or any other part of Canada or or slightly north of, you know, Ontario or other areas, which is the numbers would be much better. But they they probably think to themselves, oh, no, I don't want to do that because it's too much work, right? Yeah. It's so they don't want to put in the effort, but they want to get the results. Where uh, it's so sad, man. It's a it's an instant gratification type of world, um, and I think TikTok is also perhaps a, a side effect. Where uh, have you guys been on TikTok before? Yeah, I, I mean we're not avid users, but I've been on the platform. It's it's uh, we have the attention span of a goldfish now. Like um, the the average TikTok video is um, uh, seven seconds. Um, and so it's just like dopamine hits. And so people don't have the, um, the discipline to sit down and actually learn and and put in the effort to achieve the result. They want like quick wins. Um, and and it's, uh, it's very sad with the, with the younger generation. Yeah. I just kind of, with what is happening in the tech world and all these social media platforms, we, I, I'm kind of a concerned parent uh, moving forward. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 actually a very scary time to be raising kids. I think it's there's so much change. 
is what it is. Right. And, and I mean, like you said, like we have to adapt to the lack of traditionality, but at the same time, we also have to learn how to navigate that. Absolutely. Um, and, and, and we just, there's so much that's changing and it's changing so fast that it becomes, it's scary. It's scary and challenging all at the same time. So, um, but anyway, I mean, we could we could have a whole other conversation about all of this. Um, yeah, wh- where do you sort of see, I mean, tell us the next, you know, two to three years, maybe the next five years, like what's your vision? Where, where, where do you where do you see yourself going? What what is it that you want to accomplish? Um, you know, what's your big why? Wow. It's, uh, so my big why uh, is so in the next two years, three years, um, five years, we want to be kind of the the number one um, spot for financial literacy uh, in Canada. Um, there, for some reason, there isn't really too many people in Canada talking about credit as a means to becoming wealthy. Um, the younger generations are not being taught how to invest creatively. So I want to kind of be that answer to this gigantic problem. Um, and I think as if things keep going the way they are, income inequality will only get worse and worse and worse. And so this kind of philosophy is, a, is an answer. So we want to be kind of the number one company, financial literacy credit in Canada to, um, to help people get into home ownership, to help people create passive income streams. So they're no longer paycheck to paycheck. That's amazing. Yeah. That's, 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 that's a really powerful why for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah for sure. It's really commendable. And, um, yeah, I hope that uh, more and more people uh, start looking to you and organizations like yourself or people like yourself who are really just able to educate people on on this very, very important topic, which they're just not, like you said, just not talking about and not teaching anywhere else, which is which is a big problem. Yeah, it's a huge problem. People are hurting. People are people are hurting and people are disguising the hurt with distractions <laughs> yes, like yes. As, as sad as that sounds it's crazy yeah yeah for sure well said yeah and i mean uh we always like to ask our guests um i know it's sort of a cliche question but is there sort of a quote or a saying or um something that inspires you or that uh, embodies your philosophy or or who you are that you'd like to share Ooh, that's a good one um I mean, use the bank's money to make money. That's like always in my head. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think, I, I think it's, yeah, yeah, no, I, I think my kind of philosophy is um, uh, like, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's not your fault that things are hard. It's not your fault. Things are so expensive, but it is your responsibility to do something about it. Yeah. No, hundred percent agree. It's uh, yeah. It, you're you're responsible for your own actions and no matter your situation um there's always strategies and help available you know reach out to more rafi for 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 you know more educational material and follow him yeah how um we'll put it in our show notes as well but what's the best way for people to sort of reach out and get in touch i know you said tiktoks <laughs> uh so people can uh, reach out there what what other platforms would be the best um, i believe way? your website rafficredit.ca is uh, a good place to start yep rafi credit and um instagram as well rafficredit.ca um that's the best way to to get in touch yeah. So Mo, do you offer sort of a one-on-one consultation if somebody's interested? Are there uh, sort of master classes or webinars? Like what's sort of the, the platform? 
So, um, so we have one um, masterclass, like a free training people can, can check out. Um, that's one way. The other way is we do offer like a consultation to see if we're a good fit to do the coaching. Um, and then we go through and then we go over the credit reports, the income and how long they've been with certain banks to try and come up with like a game plan. Um, and then we can go from there and then we offer resources and kind of partners and things to, to connect. Awesome. Thanks so much, uh, Mo, for being on our show and uh, sharing your, your wisdom and, and your message to, uh, to our listeners. I appreciate it. Yeah, I really appreciate it. Thank you guys, man. Thank you guys for having me. Awesome. I hope you enjoyed today's conversation on the Savvy Real Estate Investor Show. Make sure to hit subscribe or follow on whichever platform you are listening to this on. If you liked this episode, please write a review and share it with us. We are getting the show up and running right now, so every message, every review, and every note counts. This show exists to showcase how investors at any level can start using and leverage real estate to become savvy wealth builders. If you want to learn more about how we can potentially help you create more passive income and build your wealth faster, go to www.savvyrealestateinvestor.com. Once again, it's www.savvyrealestateinvestor.com. All right, that's a wrap. We can't wait to hang out with you on the next episode.